2: Hello and welcome to Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi!
3: We are sat in the lazy but cozy period between Christmas and New Year's where every day seems like a Sunday and I am 100% okay with that.
2: This is literally the first time of the year that we get time off, like proper time off, right? Where like we're not receiving emails or like no one's actually asking us for stuff. It feels good.
3: The only way we can get that that is if we have a Christian holiday like Christmas. We should start
2: our we should start a new religion. And just book a holiday off.
3: <laughs> what do you call your
2: religion? Queer Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mouthful, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Queermas works. Queermas sounds good, but queer maybe not so much. Merry Queermas.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, like as we do every year, a bit of a catch up.
2: And a bit of a round off. It's nice to reflect. I think we spent a lot of time this year, I think, taking time for ourselves. But when I, I remember we we took a few months out at the beginning of the year because we were just, it's it's a lot to produce content constantly. And I think it's a lot to keep up with the world, particularly in the current climate. I think whilst we obviously focus on positive news and we focus on individuals that are doing great things, it's been a very difficult year for community and for Mm -hmm. the world Uh, and i think we definitely reflected probably last year and said we need to look after ourselves in -hmm. order to do this and i think that's something that definitely took place this year and i think it i think that had a huge impact on the quality of the episodes we produced as well because when we were in we were fully in we were like "We're, we're about to fucking blow this up smash this like kill it And we did like the interviews we've had, the conversations we've had, all of the shows we've done, like, it's been, Mm. it's been incredible.
3: And, you know, I've, I've had the best time creating the podcast over the years. And also, especially this year. And I, I just think like, yeah, the more, the more, queer people create content you know talk about our lives the more that we can as individuals grow and build and also build as a community you know often we hear it all the time don't we spend so like when people say and I've said it as well like when we were younger we always felt like the only gay person or the only mm-hmm. queer person mm-hmm. um so it's really important just to like fight that and keep sharing our stories and I think you know like I've always liked when we do our little catch-ups every episode is we're obviously platforming a new person or talking about positive news stories but it's very important to reflect and look back because as busy queer people, we often look forward and like how much we have to do, how much we're gonna do, how much we you know, capitalists stay on this capitalist wheel. Yeah. um but obviously it's very important to look back and reflect and appreciate how far you've come as well yeah i agree so i like when we take this space at the end of the year doing our little christmas or new year special
2: it was really nice so obviously one of the things we do and we've done it again today is to invite back some of our closest friends some of our queer talk family to share their highlights and to share their kind of experience of the year and i think it's interesting because listeners will just hear those conversations but we keep up those relationships some of them are relationships we already had before the show some of them are relationships we continue after the show you know it really is a family it's kind of like chosen family well it is chosen family it's not kind of like (laughs) we've invited some of these people back today that you'll hear throughout the episode so that we can hear what they're doing and what they're up to and what their kind of highlights were because again important to note that this was never about you know the Mufstein and Spencer show whilst (laughs) I might have been quite loud at times and a bit self-centered it genuinely has been about platforming and highlighting other people and I think that's Mm -hmm always been the focus of what we've done and the people we've spoke to this year were incredible <laughs> we have covered so many stories over the year and in season three we really wanted to put a focus on topics that affect our community from sexual health with josh wells we had a really in-depth conversation uh, around Mm. prep and about the progress of prep and also that there's still work to be done joshua wells is an incredible individual who works for lavender health who i had the pleasure of being a colleague with but also we got very close he was a huge supporter of the podcast pretty much from day one yeah and i remember he had an absolute fangirl moment we were like do you want to be on an episode he was like me what (laughs) and then he turned up completely hungover because he was like out the night before and I was like this was your moment to shine and you're literally in your pajamas passing away as we speak and it was such a (laughs) laugh because we were talking about such a like quite serious subject when you're hungover if anyone asked me about prep and the progress of prep I'd be like listen not now like I'll speak to you in a little bit and he just powered through and made it happen. It was a good time.
3: This is why we bring in the professionals to talk about stuff like prep, because yeah. you do it with their eyes closed. Josh is a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we follow through as well with um, Phil Samba, who is obviously a- an amazing prep activist um, and Phil came onto the show towards the beginning of season three to talk about their ADHD journey and I mean, for me I have ADHD as well and I was diagnosed this year and it's it's such a weird journey to kind of get that diagnosis it's such a long wait as well in the UK at least and a lot of people are being diagnosed later in life and yeah as a consequence of the pandemic and lockdown like it's really made people realize oh wait my brain doesn't work in this way so it was was amazing to hear phil Sambo, and also like just so honored that phil was sharing that story with us it's quite a personal story putting a light on how mental health and also sexual health uh, is super important to the lgbt community
2: particularly as you mentioned through your adhd journey like that probably opened your eyes a little bit or helped kind of remind you that you're not alone in that none of us are the only person going through something and that's not to dismiss what we're feeling or what we're going through but there are communities out there that you can speak to support and often speaking to like people one-on-one who have experienced something, not necessarily a professional, can just make you feel really at ease because they give you the reality of how it is, not the you know textbook answer to how it is. So that was really special. I also loved talking to our little fairy godmother, um, Sheena, who obviously has been a huge supporter of the podcast, but we spoke about representation in media, particularly of like queer women and non-binary people. I think we've seen a lot of triumphs this year for queer representation in media. Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree. <laughs> We, we sit and we go, you know, we always go, oh, there could be more. We could do better. But, like, it's happening and it is happening. And we can see that quite clearly. Obviously, we all live in our bubbles and we see what we see. And overall, the representation probably isn't where it needs to be. But the queer shows and TV programs and films that have come out this year and also the more mainstream uh, media that has come out that have featured queer characters, kind of more subtly, rather than making it all about them being a disaster or having issues, um, has been huge.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think in the in that episode with Sheena, we talked about. Doctor Who with Charlie Craggs, you know, having trans representation and kind of like an iconic British TV show. That's amazing. We also talked about Heartstopper. Obviously, that was, you know, so lovely. It was such a cute story. It reminds me of Cute Love that a lot of people probably didn't have because it's mm-hmm. kind of a romanticized story. Um, but hopefully, a lot of people are also experiencing that kind of young queer joy. Um, and then also, I would have to say, one of my recent highlights, like I just watched it this week, was Glass Onion, just seeing like Daniel Craig playing a gay character a gay detective like you know like you said just now like sometimes the characters are very subtle daniel craig's character being gay isn't part of the story
2: it wasn't wasn't mentioned but that that swimming outfit was something else (laughs) that That Victorian bathing suit yes (laughs) yes Yes. it was so good i might start wearing neckties i think that's what i see in my future because uh daniel craig inspired me to do it i actually watched that film just last night and unreal
3: it's so good isn't it it's such a great twist i loved it but yeah i think the the bathing suit with the yellow necktie is gonna be everywhere for halloween next year i, need to remember
2: <laughs> that. I mean i was more janelle Monet's fashion in this film mm. it was next level janelle Monet, i am the biggest fan and i i couldn't i was just floored i couldn't believe she was in it their,
3: their acting is spectacular Very cool. if you haven't watched glass onion watch it now
2: plug plug plug
3: i guess Number one out of our five Queer Talk highlights is just celebrating the fantastic guests we've had in this show. You know, we've mentioned Josh Wells, Phil Samba, Sheena. We also had an episode talking about UK Black Pride in Queer Talk. We we do love celebrating Pride. We've had Margate Pride, Copenhagen World Pride, and we've obviously talked about London Pride as well so you know we love every pride whether it's city pride local trans or black pride uh, for example when shivani came on the show and talked to us about it yeah i think we've just had some really great guests and some really good content that we've been able to capture
2: yeah 100 percent. and we wanted to catch up with some of our friends because it's always lovely to check in on those that we adore we asked shivani to send us their 2022 highlight so let's have a little listen.
0: Hey gorgeous, thank you so much for including me as part of the Queer Talk 2022 round off of the year. Um, This year has been full of highs and lows but let's focus on the positive. I have so many things that I could mention, including the lionesses, winning the Euros, being one of the most iconic moments for lesbians everywhere this year. But for me personally, it's going to be the fact that I finally managed to get top surgery and I'm absolutely loving it embracing my body the way it should have always been and getting used to all sorts of new things about myself um and including the way that I'm experimenting with fashion and clothing now that I'm embracing my body for what it is and um yeah it's a bit self-centered but hey it's a sleigh
2: (laughs) I love I love hey it's a sleigh at the end hey it's a sleigh Shivani was so upbeat we we spoke to them literally just before the surgery was about to happen I don't think it was public knowledge at that point and It's genuinely a moment of queer joy. Like, Mm -hmm. they are so thrilled to finally be in the body that they always needed to be in.
3: Didn't waste any time showing it off either. (laughs) 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 Topless pictures everywhere on Instagram, like, bring it.
2: It was a sleigh. Yeah, really special. And the lioness is winning. Now, I can't pretend for one single moment that I know anything about sports, but in one of my Uber rides, the radio was on, and someone was talking about, like, all the world records that had been broken in the world cup this year or something right saying like this is the first time someone scored a goal in i don't know in the first half they were like demystifying this whole thing because all of these records had already been broken by women yeah in in women's football so they were saying like this wasn't the first time this had ever happened this was the first time a man had ever done it and that was mind-blowing and i think that representation in sport needs to be up there we obviously are having a lot of um battles and conversations around trans people in sport and where they fit or where they should fit, which is really, really Mm. concerning. But it's incredible to see that representation and to see the Lionesses win the Euros is is a huge triumph, 100%.
3: So moving on to Daniel Harding, we've asked Daniel Harding, our our favourite author of the year, (laughs) who has recently released Gay Man Talking. The episode is great. We really talk about a, a lot of stuff that affect LGBT people, especially queer men. Uh, And I think Daniel's just had a great year with the book launch and really getting to know the community. Hello, Queer
1: Talk. Happy New Year. The best moment of 2022 for me was when I published my new book, Gay Man Talking, all the conversations we never had. And not just even publishing it, but the reaction, the conversations it sparked and the response from the community was just incredible. And also obviously being on the Queer Talk podcast, um, which was an honor, to be honest. Um, But 2022 has been all about community for me. And my favorite moment really is just seeing what happens to the community and how it pulls together and is there for each other and i think for me i had obviously my book out it was fantastic the response was great but actually the way the community bounces back has each other's back protects each other is there for each other supports each other that's the best thing about 2022 the support i felt and actually 2023 i feel like it's going to be a good year for all of us happy new year
2: Another highlight of our year was obviously the live shows. Queer Talk Live, we had the pleasure of doing at Above the Stag in Vauxhall. Um, and we hosted, I think, seven or eight shows there. I think it nine. Incredible. And we had a gorgeous audience every single time. We had gorgeous guests, gorgeous performances, and it was such a great space to take. It, we were a mix between... The drag shows and like live entertainment, and also the panels that take place. Also, we kind of merged the two, and we had such an amazing experience mm. doing those shows. What was one of your highlights of the live shows, Mufsi?
3: I absolutely loved seeing Drag Kings on stage. So like Bojangles, so sexy. That was fantastic. Seeing Chio as well. Like when I, when you look back on those live shows. And see the the people that we've had. And it's really diverse. You know, we've got drag kings, you've got musicians, you've got DJs, performers. You know, drag queens. You know, the, everyone's there. Uh, and that's I think that's something beautiful that, um, especially you, you've brought to that, Spencer. Because you know, you do a lot of the production there. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> what you mean by that is I just I just fly in and get a little bit tipsy before each show, and I'm like, by the way, Mufseen, We're doing a catwalk in five minutes. Are you ready? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you got all the like, loads of guests to come on stage and do a catwalk. Like, no one else would ever say that.
2: <laughs> and Renaissance Renaissance was released. I was like, "Must seen We need. We need to do this." I was like, "I've prepped everybody. I just forgot to mention it to you, but it's about to happen." I was like, "Just roll with it. Just roll with it." And it was so fun. Everyone mm-hmm. had the best time just strutting across the stage. Um, and that's exactly what it's all about. It's an absolute laugh. I think one of my highlights was Azifa Lahore singing uh Hey Big Spender but saying Hey Big Spencer instead. I was sat at the oh, edge yeah. of the stage passed out like I was dead. <laughs>
3: I just find that so funny because in the rehearsal she was like, "Should I say Spencer?" I'm like, "Mm, "You can say it once." (laughs) She just went for it
2: (laughs) every damn time. Change the lyrics. Change the lyrics.
3: Yeah. Now, now they're talking about it. I was like, I absolutely love the Beyonce night.
2: Yes, that was
3: crazy. Everyone was up on their on their feet dancing for the whole hour. Like it was crazy in
2: love. Muff scene. It was crazy in love. (laughs) It was a good time. I was exhausted. Some of these shows, I I obviously have my nervous wee, my ritual nervous wee before every show. But I would get a little bit tipsy in secret because obviously I didn't want everyone to think I was an alcoholic. And I would just be exhausted by the end. We'd end up dancing or like laughing so much and it would be amazing. Obviously that's the entertainment side, but I think the conversations we've had as well. I remember the conversation with Amir and Amir, an audience member during the Q&A kind of shared their story saying that they'd come out at the age of, I I can't remember how old they were, but it was like after 50. I'd only just come out and they had to come out to their children and then Mm. they basically got engaged like a week before the show and everyone was just crying in the room, like tears of joy but it was so emotional and I was like, how have we... Created this space where this is even happening in person. Like I've seen stuff like that online, or I've been to shows right. where that's happened, and I was like, "Oh God, we've how have we like tripped over and made this happen?" And I was I was so emotional. I, th- I mean, everyone in the room was literally sobbing. I was stood there with the mic, letting this person speak, and I was like, ah, "Like
3: the the person you're talking about is Raga." Mm -hmm. Uh, who's the host of coming out stories from india but yeah talking about amir and amir um aka also lady bushra absolutely killing it in this year like lady bushra's career started from like last year yeah, like the year before there, right? so like absolutely just everywhere now prides brunches she also came to london saw her for my birthday the uh, you don't love me boys have been doing amazing i think i saw that they've recently been verified on instagram so they're official
2: they they told me they were too famous officially too famous <laughs> for the rest of the world now so that's that we'll, we'll, we'll have to pay to speak to them in future
3: should we find out what their highlight is of the year
2: that's
1: Hello, it is the You Don't Love Me boys, Amir and Amir, and I am the Amir with two A's, and I am here to tell you about my biggest achievement and success of this year, and that is reaching a place of calm, peace, serenity, spirituality, and living in the present moment, and also healing through the year to happiness. And I would say that is definitely my biggest achievement, being happy on a day-to-day basis.
4: Hi, this is the other half of the You Don't Love Me Boys, AKA Amir, AKA one of the podcasters from the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast, AKA drag comedian, icon, superstar in the making, Lady Bushra. Tickets to her cabaret are available on www.ladybushra.com. I think the thing that I'm most grateful for in 2022 is my peace, my prosperity, I am extremely grateful for being who I am, for allowing myself to be who I am, for loving myself, for being kinder to myself, because that has inevitably um, caused me to be more loving and kinder to other people. Make sure you're kind, be loving, and uh, let's heal the world together lots of love to spencer and mufsine we love you guys but you, you don't, don't love, love me. me goodbye well well well
2: it wouldn't have been a little cameo from amir and amir if they didn't plug one of the bushra's cabarets <laughs>
3: <laughs> thought www.ladybushra.com was a joke But I looked it up. That's the actual website for Lady Bushra. So get on that website. It's it's amazing. It's the page dedicated to the people's bush. (laughs) (laughs)
2: they absolutely kill me I think it's interesting that Amir with 1A aka Lady Bushra said Mm. that they've learned to be kinder because I would say Bushra is absolutely not a kind person however Amir with 1A out of drag is the loveliest person I've ever met so you just got to balance that persona that you know mixed persona and I think Mm. they're more often Bushra than they are Amir these days so I think they're kind of like merging entirely into a permanent drag queen, which is... I think that sometimes happens, yeah, does it? Yeah, it does, it does. I think this year has definitely been a time where we've all reflected and gone, we don't need to be everything to everyone all the time. Like, we can't keep up with that. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And we've learned, you know, to let go of the shit and let go of the negativity as best we can and to kind of focus on ourselves and, like, our own journeys in order to then better help others. Um, and I think they kind of articulate that really well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, talking about Queer Talk live shows, we have had amazing guests, so, so many different types of guests, but I'd say one musician stood out. Yeah. And that's because we've been friends for, I think we've been friends with Andrea for a while. Too long. But, but I've never seen them perform until we invited them to Queer Talk Live and suddenly they were flooring us with their you know, performance, their singing, uh, the voice, uh, their voice. So I'd have to say Andrea Giovanni, also one of my highlights, uh, and I think yours as well, Spencer, yeah. for Queer Talk Live. And uh, do we have a clip from Andrea?
2: Is that?
4: Play the clip. Play the clip. Hi, it's Andrea Giovanni. The highlight on my ear has been most definitely working on myself and my confidence when it comes to my body through working out more regularly, attending the Not A Face Misfits
2: group, which is what kickstarted my whole fitness journey, and just looking after myself i think as performers as entertainers our public persona we give
4: out so much and we forget to take care about ourselves so yeah the highlight of my year has totally been taking care of myself and being and learning how to do so
3: love that because that's definitely what andrea has been focusing on this year cuz I know that I know when we did the live show, Andrea was saying, oh, I really want to work out more. But they've clearly had a goal and gone for it. And, you know, that's great. I love seeing queer people achieve what they've set out to achieve.
2: A hundred percent.
3: And Andrea mentioned Not A Phase Misfits Group. Not A Phase is a charity for uh, trans people. um, And the Misfits Group is about going going as a group uh so that it's not as intimidating going into a gym because it, it can be quite intimidating, especially as a trans person, you know, with locker rooms and stuff. And just just like being on the gym floor with all this like toxic masculinity that happens, um, it's quite intimidating for a lot of queer people, but the Misfits group is there to support um, anyone who's trans um, and queer.
2: You're right, like being able to enter those spaces is really difficult and that literally that session or those sessions inspired andrea to then go and achieve the goal that they needed to achieve so um would definitely recommend checking out not a phase um i'm sure they'll be doing more groups in the new year so i'm excited and i think there was loads of free merch from like nike and like other brands (laughs) also so definitely worth getting involved always looking out for the merch yes free stuff free stuff
3: so number three on our list it's almost like the 12 days of christmas but it's just the five days of queer talk number three on our list of 2020 highlights i'd have to say we have to put this in the list is london podcast festival and the queer bodies panel talk that we did for pride month two amazing live shows that we did which i think had a lot of depth in conversation and I'm not patting myself on the back I'm not patting you on the back Spencer because a lot of that if not all of that comes from the guests comes from the people who have decided yes I'm gonna I'm, I'm okay to go on stage and talk about some of my experiences to do that in front of an audience and I think the Queer Bodies panel was special like having um Sharon there Talia as well and Steph uh, London Podcast Festival. We're asking Darkwa to come back because we we love Darkwa uh, and Dean Atta as well. And, you know, Spencer, we're we're lucky. We we get front row seats to super insightful conversation and the creativity, like the spoken word performances.
2: Yeah, it was it was heavy. It was really heavy to have those conversations. You know, our intention with the podcast was always to focus on positive uh, kind of outcomes, but we would be kind of liars if we didn't you know recognize that there's a whole journey that comes before that right we don't just end up at the you know end goal we don't end up at the you know positive outcome that journey is really difficult and both of those shows were really 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 heavy um for for both of us i think we both kind of shed a tear at each one and those family members of ours that have come back time and time again and learn and grown with us um, particularly over the last year like that's what feels really special to me because I finally feel like we've found our people obviously had friends before, but these people like it's just a whole different experience it's just it's just wild.
3: I love the disclaimer there Spencer. <laughs> I obviously had friends before,
2: <laughs> yeah I obviously had like one friend before the show, but now I've got two friends, and it's really special that's a hundred percent increase I love that for
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> that That is literal growth. Yes, no, I, I love the people that we can ask to come back. And one of my favourite and sexiest people on the show has been Darkwa. We asked Darkwa to come back this year to talk on our London Podcast Festival episode um, and take centre stage again with Dean Atta this time. And you know, the creativity that flowed through the stage and you know that recording was immeasurable. So we are again asking Darkwa to let us know how they've been doing.
4: I'm not sure that I have a highlight of the year. I think I have a favorite thing about the year, um, but not a highlight. So I'm I'm gonna give you my favorite thing about this year. My favorite thing about this year is that I know more. I know more about myself. I know more about the people around me. I know more about my relationships with those people and with the world around me. And I know more about the journey that I want To be on. I think that's the best thing that's happened to me this year is that I just know more. And I think it's also the thing that I look forward to the most about next year. And every year after that, that's growth.
3: Darker is very humble. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I do adore that sentiment of knowledge. Just knowing more is growth and just knowing more and having the experience of this year
2: it's true I think there's an element of us that has to always be open to learning because there are people who think they know everything and after a few drinks I definitely think I know everything but like we have to always be open to learning I think we said it early on even in season one we were like we are hearing people's experiences that we didn't even know existed or we've only read about or saw a high a headline of and it's it's allowing us to learn and grow, like we're learning more about identities that don't match our own, we're learning more about identities that do match our own, but are different from our own experiences. And I think that that statement, I know more, like we are constantly growing and learning both as individuals, both as a community, like, and it's magical. It really is. And I think, you know, we look at highlights as like, what have we achieved? What have we physically done? But knowing more is a really special one. And of course, Darkwell sent that in to kind of uh, mix it up and give us some kind of spiritual knowledge um, and wisdom.
3: Number four on our five days of Queer Talk is hosting the national student pride awards in london i feel like this was ages ago but it was still this year
2: it was it was was in april oh god this year has been like very quick and very slow at the same Mm -hmm. time it was really really great to be asked to do national student pride i remember attending student pride when i was at uni and I find it weird to do a full circle moment and even to be allowed on stage full stop is a bit wild uh, (laughs) because we both chat a lot of shit. But
3: Yeah, I also remember my first student pride because it used to be in Brighton where I grew up and student pride for me was just, oh, let's just go to the club and get pissed. Which is, you know, often most Prides for me. <laughs> but it's, yeah, if it, it, you think about it that way, like when I was 18, I was just celebrating Student Pride, I had no idea, like, in the future, maybe I'd be involved in it. But I'm really thankful to Sheena and the rest of the Student Pride team to, like, invite us to come and present the Student Pride Awards. Giving those awards to the students and the graduates was such an honour for us to do. Um, we were on stage with Juno Dawson, fantastic trans author, uh, son of a Tutu, amazing drag queen, uh, and we were popping balloons to reveal the who won the awards. And but you're
2: scared, <laughs> you're scared of balloons, right? I'm scared, scared of
3: them. balloons. Uh, I'm, well, I'm not scared of balloons, full stop. I'm scared of popping balloons. Okay, but it was a very like creative way of announcing <laughs> the uh, the winners.
2: It was chaos. It was it was both terrifying for you and. Juno Dawson should not be running around the stage in heels trying to find the piece of paper that fell out of the popped balloon, right? On stage in front of yeah. a room full of people. But it was it was gorgeous. And I think Particularly spending a lot of the day backstage, we saw how much work goes into something like Student Pride and showing that younger generation how celebrated they can be and how important their identities are was amazing to kind of witness and be a part of. So um, I absolutely loved it.
3: Um, The backstage era was huge. Do you remember the, um, the music band that was playing? They did not stop. They were constantly making TikToks on the sofas, just like... I'm there like just eating my Harry bows, <laughs> <laughs> waiting to be on stage. And they're like, they're still working backstage, making TikToks, mm. doing like, doing little dance videos and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. I'm so glad we're not youths. Like I can't youths. be doing TikToks <laughs> about everything that I do in my life. It's too much.
3: I've seen your TikToks. I've seen your videos, your reels. <laughs> you put effort into it. Don't worry. It's
2: bad. It's bad. <laughs>
3: Maybe you should ask Sheena to help you produce them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I should. I should. Speaking of Sheena producing, she obviously produced um, the show part of Student Pride. She sent us a little voice note to talk about how this was one of her highlights of 2022. Hey,
5: Sheena. My pronouns are she, they. Um, so my most exciting thing that happened this year was producing the show part of student pride we had some incredible guests including emily sanday um, and queer talk who hosted our awards um and we are coming back in just a few weeks the weekend of the 10th to the 12th of february is student pride 2023 and we've already got an amazing lineup um that's been announced um you can check it out on student pride's website and the awards are open again for nominations, so check that out, nominate, and hopefully we will see some of you at Student Pride uh, at the start of February. Um, and a couple of weekends ago, we recorded our campaign for this year, which has a load of incredible queer people talking about their lives and is sponsored by Nick's Makeup and L'Oreal. So super exciting, and I can't wait for you to all see that in the coming week.
3: Oh, yes. She's just reminded me about the campaign. that That is going to be fun.
2: You were literally in it, mostly. What do you mean she reminded you?
3: <laughs> I kind of, yeah, I just forgot um, that was part of Streaming Pride, but it was, it was really fun to do. There's some like fantastic influencers and uh, activists who are part of this campaign, uh, talking about sex education, but also talking about the different flags, that um, we have in the LGBT community to represent um, different gender expressions and sexualities. So there's a lot going into this campaign um, to the run-up of Student Pride and it should be fantastic because it's going to come out in, you know, in January, February. It kind of has to because the pro- event's in February. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, Sheena also mentioned the student awards there. You can nominate people from universities and colleges, I believe, um, who are doing amazing LGBTQ plus work um, and making a difference in their own spaces and you can nominate them and vote for them so you should definitely do that so that amazing people can win amazing things and continue to do amazing things number five on our five days of queer talk we have had some pretty big interviews this year we spoke to adam all the king of drag kings, I would say. The king of all drag kings, in- incredible individual. We had the honor of recording and then seeing Adam All perform at Matter's Metaverse mm. event, w- which was like virtual drag. It was crazy. That was fun to watch. Like yeah. having
3: was it tear coffee as well there up on stage, but then like their all their drag was in 3D, and then it became real, and it was yeah. It was very meta, I
2: would say. It was very meta. Um, we also spoke to Jinx Monsoon this year, which was incredible. We had the honour of speaking to Jinx about their stage show, and then we had the honour of actually going to the stage Ooh. show. Um, I attended in both London and Manchester because I asked for a cheeky ticket in Manchester as well. And just, just incredible. Like we see these people, and we are so like kind of inspired and amazed by what they do. And it feels like a world away. And then we got asked if we wanted to sit down with Jinx, and we were like, "Just a casual catch-up." Yeah, we were like, <laughs> "You don't what? What? You don't need to ask us. Like, what? What time and where? Like, we will absolutely do that."
3: And this isn't yeah. just any drag queen. This is Jinx Monsoon, the, like the
2: Jinx Monsoon. Um, and then I think probably your highlight, because you're such a nerd, George Takei was something else oh my oh my <laughs> i
3: wouldn't have ever thought that we would ever interview someone as high profile or like as amazing and iconic as george takei and then also for that interview to be so lovely
2: yeah i'm flirty
3: <laughs> wait who is he flirting with you or me
2: he he well, both. I think he was just <laughs> amazed by both of us he was like he was at the end of his day he was like I'm tired I'm probably not going to give you my all and then I think I mentioned that we would be his poppers um which I probably shouldn't have said and then he was like amazing two cute individuals like you I'm ready to give it my all and then he did he delivered he gave us such in-depth kind of stories about what he'd been through in his childhood and how he'd kind of come out on top. and
3: I think that's definitely one of my biggest highlights this year is to have been able to interview George Takei. Like, I'm going to be repeating that story for many years to come.
2: Yeah, yeah. We are not just fangirling over these people. I mean, behind the scenes, we absolutely are fangirling over these people. Mm. But then we're having really important conversations about community, about the actual issues at play, and like what these people have been through to get to that success and to get to that popularity. And that's what's so important about you know the podcast overall. We've we've really tapped into the making of people and probably the breaking of people. You know that they've had to overcome to to reach you know, the stage that they're at now and and then to bring people back in and to see their growth and to see how they've like, you know, been through stuff and come through it or, you know, just reached success or levels of achievements and stuff. It's been, it's just been incredible.
3: Yeah. And like, we couldn't have done that without some very special people who have supported us right from the beginning. Season one, baby.
2: Season one, baby. Yes.
3: Um, Paula. 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 Paula, my favorite. Uh, Paula. So as I said, I still remember our episode with Paula, harrowing. Um, just how it was the first episode uh, where we were just quiet because we were in awe of Paula, and similar to George Decay, really. Like mm. we, we were just kind of like, "Wow, like we this is really not our podcast anymore. This is George's. This is Paula's." Yeah, and I think that's one of the most special episodes. Definitely with Paula.
2: Yeah, she really um she really shared a lot, but my my favorite thing is knowing Paula outside of the podcast, her radio voice kills me off because Paula is like the most gobby, whiny person mm. that I speak to literally every single day. And she sent us a little voice note to talk about her highlight of the year and her stage voice creeps back in and I and it kills me.
0: Highlight of this year, 2022. I think for me, um, moving out of London, uh, now living by the coast, which life has changed quite phenomenally, and finding a kind of peace, I think, um, here, and feeling quite settled. So much so that I adopted two kittens who I absolutely adore and have transformed I suppose my outlook my mental health Um, having said that um, my involvement with queer talk over these past years and their last episode with the great great George um, yeah a massive highlight I was squealing um when I was told and listening to the wise words of George was quite phenomenal and yes there's many 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 more people to share their stories that we need to absorb and hopefully learn from so yes that is all beam me up Scotty (laughs)
3: beam me up Scotty Um, she really is an icon
2: she's she's been incredible both Paula and Sheena I would say have been like our stage moms throughout the whole podcast Sheena at the live shows was very very strict with us and made sure that we didn't we didn't fuck it up which is very important um and Paula has just been a huge rock um in terms of giving us insight and knowledge and particularly for all of our like history month episodes when we spoke to people who are older in our community to share their experiences and their stories and to kind of look at how little has changed and also how much has changed at the same time yeah I think we've we've had some real support um in, we really have. in producing this whole thing
3: Not only is this our final episode of the year, but we're wrapping up Queer Talk for a little while, going on a hiatus so that we can both take a little break.
2: Don't cry, everybody. It's okay. You don't need to worry at all. Mufseen and I are not going anywhere. We will still be posting first traps on Twitter. We will still be posting online. We'll still be everywhere and putting in the work as busy queers as musty likes to describe us we will never stop doing what we love to do so you name it we'll be on it
3: but i do want to give one final huge thank you to all our guests and our listeners and also our supporters because i know a lot of you support us but you don't listen But over the three seasons, like, we genuinely couldn't have done this without everyone who's been involved, who's done cameos, guests, you know, like, um, speaking for the podcast or the live shows and, you know, supporting us in the background. And yeah, like, genuinely, like, massive thank you to everyone who's been a part of the Queer Talk community, a part of the Queer Talk family.
2: And I want to thank you, Mufseem, because we literally started this in lockdown. as We were just like, should we just... Should we just pick up a mic and should we we start talking? Like, should we do this? And we had no idea what we were doing to start with and what we've created, as much as it might seem self-centered and a big pat on the back for us, like what we've created, who we've spoken to, being able to be on stage and pay people to perform and do what they love to do. Mm. It's been huge. It's been mega. And we couldn't have done that without each other.
3: Yeah, I'm really proud of what you and I have achieved. And it's, it's a nice note to leave it on as well. So thank you, Spencer.
2: Now, listeners, we're not deleting the podcast. It will still be available on all of your favourite streaming platforms. So do not forget to let us know your thoughts on Queer Talk. We are on Instagram at Queer underscore Talk. And on Twitter, we are Queer Talk underscore.
3: And you can also find me on at Mufseen on Instagram and Twitter.
2: And you can find me on at Spen Cooper or at Love Queers on Instagram and Twitter. And until next time...